Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Breachside Broadcast, home of the finest foxcasting either side of the breach. On our last installment, we met Titania, the Autumn Queen, the Keeper of the Old World, the Storm and the Withered Rose. Titania is newly returned to Malifaux after a long imprisonment, and she has taken a keen interest in the Neverborn. I hope you enjoy the conclusion of The Return of the Queen, right after this word from our sponsor. This episode of the Breachside Broadcast is brought to you by the Grayson Street Trinket Shop. We specialise in trinkets and souvenirs made from weird wood the only species of tree native to the badlands of Malifaux. Our carvings, figurines and charms make perfect souvenirs for visitors from Earthside. The Grayson Street Trinket Shop is not responsible for any injuries or madnesses sustained as a result of purchasing Weirdwood products. It had survived, after a fashion. Many lifetimes ago, the court of the Autumn Queen had been a spectacular thing. Far from the city, two weirdwood trees grew on a hill carpeted in lush, ankle-deep grass and flowers of every hue and description. The trees intertwined around each other, and their branches formed a lattice of waxy bark in the shape of a fan, over a hundred feet in height and breadth. Lesser weirdwoods grew in a ring around the crown of the hill, completely encircling the court in dense woodland, but for a corridor through the trunks at the far end wide enough for five men to walk abreast. These weirdwood trees retained their leaves all throughout the year, even in deepest winter. The leaves were abnormally broad and plentiful, and shone with hues of brilliant copper, bronze and gold under the caress of the sun. All the colours of autumn surrounded the court, and at dawn and dusk, when the sun was low, the hilltop would blaze like a flame when the glinting leaves shivered and rustled in the gathering winds. In the centre of the court lay the letting stone, a finger of granite that thrust up through the rich turf, long ago cut into a sacrificial table that was engraved with symbols and scored with channels. This was one of the anchors of the Queen's power, or more specifically her Druze power. Blood magic was the most primal of the ancient arts, and life force was a potent energy. The ground beneath the letting stone had drunk deep of this red life, and Titania's power had swelled over the centuries, like a leech on pink flesh. At the base of the golden weirdwood fan sat a throne, formed from the same gnarled branches that comprised the rest of the Queen's court. It was a simple, unadorned thing, hidden behind wreaths of shining leaves that would draw in to clothe the queen whenever she sat in attendance, bedecking her in a living cape that spanned the full circumference of her domain. But no longer. 
The grass was gone now. Bald brown earth crowned the hill in an arid and blasted land where it seemed impossible to believe that anything green had ever grown here, or would again. The trees still stood, their roots sunk deep into the bones of the world, but their beautiful metallic foliage had blackened, withered, and blown away in the empty centuries since her fall. Now the court was a tombstone of bare branches scratching at the sky, a jagged fan of brown corpse fingers. Dead leaves shifted around her feet as she walked the circumference of the hall, surveying what remained of her ancient seat. Green vines unfurled from her footprints. The branches shivered as she stroked them, bursting into blossom, and there was a murmur on the air of her return. The entire wood rustled softly, carrying the whisper of the return of the Autumn Queen. Titania took a breath, drawing the smell of earth, wood, and wind into her lungs. There was still life here, she knew, and as her strength grew, so too would her court flourish. In time, it would regain its former glory. As would she. It is not as I remember, Ashton said, her voice full of sorrow. Time has been cruel to this place. Time can heal as well as destroy, Titania said, brushing dead leaves from the seat of her throne. My queen is wise, the drew nodded, her twisted root antlers bobbing sagely. What is your command? The masked captain has done as I bade him. I sense the approach of many of his kin. These never born. The brilliance of their life force was distracting even at a distance. They were moving in from all directions, and the first of them would arrive soon. Several of their greatest captains are among them, Titania added. They will kneel, Ashton said without a shred of doubt. In time, perhaps, the Queen acquiesced. But they are proud and at the height of their strength. They will not accept me readily. Then we should teach them how to kneel, Ashton growled, and tendrils of fine black vapour curled from her long staff. The woven bones and thorns around it rattled dangerously. With blood and war. This is not the time for war, Titania snapped, and a drew bowed her head, taking a pace backwards. You would have us do battle now, with my strength at its lowest ebb and few enough subjects at my side to count in one breath. Forgive me, my queen, Ashton spoke quickly. My words were foolish, but spoken from the heart. This world is yours by right, decreed by ancient order. It burns me to think another might flaunt that right. Then heed me well, Titania said. Her autumn night stiffened as her empty gaze washed over them. These neverborn have known no rule other than their own. They will have no courtly manner, nor are they likely to address me with the respect I am due. I shall, started Ashton. Do nothing without my order, finished Titania with a frown. These neverborn will need cause to swear themselves to me, something more tangible than myth or ancient law. I must give them reason for their pledge of fealty. But you are queen, her drow said. Aye, Titania nodded, a bitter smile flitting across her white face. The uncontested ruler of a scattered and all but extinct people, gone from this world a hundred lifetimes. Little enough now remains of that ancient order. The fae that have endured will answer my summons, but they alone would not be enough. 
I need the Neverborn. There was no sound other than the breath of the world moving through the trees. At last, Ashton spoke again. As you will, my queen, she said. How then shall you accept their fealty should they wish to give it? The old way, Titania nodded. If any will consent to be bound to me, take them to the letting stone. I foresee how it will begin, with the tumbling of small stones leading to the landslide, and in time, perhaps a great many will be persuaded to accept my wisdom. The strong ones, however, the captains, they will resist me. It will be as you say, Your Grace, Ashland bowed. Leave me now, the Queen said. I must prepare for their arrival. Her subjects bowed and retreated. Titania lowered herself slowly into her throne. It felt at once foreign and familiar. Yet when the whip-slender branches of the weirdwood throne curled with tentative greeting around her pale wrists and shoulders, the sense of dislocation faded. Gold and bronze leaves erupted from the vines and began to spread, chasing one another up the boughs of the weirdwoods, reaching higher and higher, unfurling the banner of the Autumn Queen's return. The first of the Neverborn reached the edge of the woods some hours later, as the burnished disk of the sun began to slip behind the horizon. Titania felt their apprehension as they lingered at the edge of the tree line, watching with bright eyes but unwilling to step into the open court. They would grow bolder as their numbers grew, and before long she would receive the first of their captains. Then it would begin in earnest. Much of the court's former splendor had returned, and thick, pulsing vines now clambered up every tree, threading crimson and violet flowers among the brilliant metallic leaves. The parched earth was now a lush fur of grass and meadow flowers, and the air was thick with the scent of pollen and lazy dandelion fluff. On the queen's left stood the three, the claw, the thorn, the tooth, silent and watchful. On her right waited Ashlyn the Drew, her poise regal despite the ragged white robes that hung from her thin form. The remainder of her autumn nights encircled the court, as motionless as the others, weapons at their sides, awaiting her command. Soon enough, Titania sensed something much more significant approaching and stirred on her throne. The weirdwood branches rustled and resettled around her. A slender figure strode boldly into the court, flanked by a long procession of winged and horned guards. As with all objects of great mass, lesser ones were drawn along in the captain's wake, and the Neverborn began to filter through the trees, their burgeoning confidence permitting curiosity. The blue-winged creatures were massive, heavy-boned, and brutish, bred for war. As they streamed into the court, Titania lost count of their number. A message there and fear also. Their captain was tall and athletic, clothed in red and grey leather. Flame-red hair framed a strong, fearless face. The hilt of a great sword projected over one shoulder. They had come ready for battle. This one is proud, Titania thought. Proud and savage. Good. So this is what a queen looks like the captain declared in a loud voice that carried all the way around the court. 
Not quite what I was expecting. Titania waited, watching the gathering Neverborn beyond the ring of autumn nights. There lay the hearts she had to win, not this fiery youth. Where is the splendor? Where is the majesty? Where is your crown? The captain continued. Shouldn't you at least have robes befitting your station? Or can queens also be beggars? Titania smiled without mirth, training her raw eye sockets on the newcomer. I welcome you to the court of the Autumn Queen, she said. Is that what this is? asked the captain, taking a look around and wrinkling her nose. Looks more like a briar patch to me. Titania could feel the anger building in her subjects, but her command would hold them a while yet. She had to admit that it was galling for one so young to speak with such arrogance, but there was no opportunity to tutor proper humility just yet. I am Titania, she said. I am the Queen of the Fae. Madison mumbled something to that effect, the captain said, her arms folded and an unimpressed expression on her face. What are you doing here? In my time it was considered a courtesy to know the name of those one sought parley with. Times change, the captain said bluntly. What are you doing here? Insolent cur, Ashland snapped. Black vapour exploded from her like squid ink, and her staff swung into the air. The Neverborn captain pivoted to meet this new threat, one arm already reaching over her shoulder for her weapon. No! bellowed Titania, with such force that everyone within the court staggered. The tree swayed and came to rest in a fluttering of falling bronze leaves. The Autumn Queen's power was not what it had once been. But much of her strength was derived from this place and the letting stone, and her command still carried enough weight to stall the carnage that would otherwise have engulfed them all. There will be no blood shed here today, she continued when the echo of her voice had ebbed. Glad to hear it, said a new voice. All eyes turned as a pixie-faced youth in green gossamer trotted out of the woods at the edge of the court. She joined the taller neverborn captain before the queen's throne, and offered a winning smile to everyone watching. Welcome, child, Titania said, regarding this new player with interest. For such an unassuming physical presence, she gave off waves of formidable energy. I am Titania, the Autumn Queen. Your Grace, the girl said and curtsied, surprising the Queen. My name is Pandora, and this is Lilith. Sorry about her temper. She's actually not so bad once you get to know her. She's impetuous and outspoken, Titania thought. Just what I need. Well met, the queen replied, indicating her courtiers. This is Ashlyn, my Drew. The blank expressions made Titania smile. Forgive me. It is a word from the old world. It means blood witch, wise woman, sage. Ashlyn nodded stiffly, obviously still fuming at the Neverborn's insolence. Titania took stock of the two captains. The volatile one, Lilith, looked as taciturn and suspicious as before, but there was a wariness in her eyes now. She had felt the power of the Autumn Queen, and was no longer so certain of an easy victory. Her smaller companion, however, was much more difficult to read. "'So are you really the Autumn Queen?' asked Pandora. "'I am, child.' "'Fair enough,' the Neverborn sniffed amiably. 
Lilith glowered at her associate. What, are you demented? You don't believe this old corpse, do you? Pandora shrugged. Why wouldn't I? What difference does it make? What difference? Lilith gaped. You're just going to accept her as the Autumn Queen, just like that? Sure, why not? Lilith stepped away from the throne, hauling Pandora after her by the arm, hissing under her breath to discuss the issue in privacy. It was a futile gesture. There were no secrets that could be kept from the Queen in her own court. Why not? Why not, Lilith was saying. I'll tell you why not. Because if this is the real Autumn Queen, she's more treacherous than Zoraida. She's the one that opened Kythera, remember? She overthrew the tyrants, all of them, at the same time. Her own people had to imprison her to prevent their destruction. Pandora was nodding eagerly. Yeah, sounds like fun. She's a liability that we can't afford, Lilith continued. We let her take root now and it could be the end of us all. And if she's not the real Autumn Queen? Kill her anyway, it's not worth the risk. It is true that my own people imprisoned me, Titania interrupted, making both Neverborn turn in surprise. It is the burden of every ruler that their subjects do not always see the true motive behind their actions. They have not the clarity of vision to see what is yet to come. I took a tremendous risk to safeguard my people against the might of the tyrants. But there were those among the Fae who misconstrued it as a grasp for unobtainable power, and I was undone. She raised a white hand to gesture at the ring of trees around them. Now you see the crops sown by the faithless. Without my foresight, without my guidance, my people fell into decline. There are almost none of us left. And you expect us to believe you've returned just to save us poor Neverborn from stumbling blindly into the same fate, sneered Lilith. Blindly, echoed Titania, her bloody sockets creasing with amusement. Far from it. I believe you know only too well the fate that awaits you and all of Malifaux. Lilith was silent, but the thin line of her lips told the queen that the blow had hit home. You say that I overthrew the tyrants, Titania said. That is also true. I cast them down. I broke their physical forms. But I did not destroy them. I was thwarted in my moment of triumph by the very people I sought to protect. The gathered Neverborn waited. And now their time has come around again, Titania said. She could feel the eyes of the Neverborn on her now. Not just the captains, but the throngs that had gathered in the trees and around the edge of her court. They were listening, and their hearts were open to hope. Their power is in ascendance, and you have not the strength among you to stand against them. And you do, snapped Lilith. I am older than you know, child, said the queen, leaning forward on her weirdwood throne. The trees behind her shifted in sympathy, their foliage rustling angrily. I drove them to their knees once before, and I could do it again. Alone I could suppress them, for a time. The branches sounded like grinding teeth. But with the power of the Neverborn at my side. The Queen left the statement hanging, the trap baited. Oh, I see, Lilith said, rolling her eyes. You could destroy them, is that it? If only we bend the knee. And there it was. 
The words had been spoken, and more importantly, by the never-born captain. The gathered witnesses would remember, and they would believe. I said nothing of fealty, Titania replied after a carefully timed beat. It is an alliance that I propose. Lilith laughed long and hard, but the queen could sense the thoughts of the gathered never-born around her, and she waited patiently for the captain to compose herself. You, Lilith prompted, an alliance with the Autumn Queen. Do you expect anyone who knows your legacy to actually trust you? And you, child. Titania shifted the focus of the conversation to Pandora, knowing now that Lilith was too stubborn to admit doubt aloud, no matter what she harboured privately. It did not matter. She had served her purpose. How do you propose to deal with the menace of the tyrants? The girl hugged a box to her midriff, swinging from side to side as she considered. There was something about that container that troubled Titania. The aura around it was staggeringly powerful, yet the girl seemed oblivious to the danger. Your plan sounds like a good one, she said at length, and there's no doubt in my mind that you are who you say you are. Titania would have smiled but for the foresight that something else was coming. But because there's no doubt in my mind that you are who you say you are, I just don't trust you, and I'm not so easily led as my friend here. Huh? Lilith glanced over. We came here tonight to assess you as a possible threat, Your Grace, Pandora said, and I see now that you have the potential to be a greater danger to us than the tyrants. The Queen recoiled imperceptibly on her throne. This was not the answer she'd expected. Pandora broke into a blinding smile. You should take that as a compliment. I didn't think that was possible. You are wiser than you look, child, Titania acknowledged. Trust is the hardest of all to foster, painstakingly cultivated, and if lost, never regained. My legacy precedes me, and our search for it may end fruitlessly. But search we must, if the tyrants are to be defeated. I've had enough, Lilith snarled, stabbing a finger at the queen on her throne. You are not welcome here. We protected Nythera for generations to prevent your escape, and we know the truth of what you did. You will never be trustworthy, and you will never rule us. The queen's smile was as raw as her eye sockets. If you speak for all Neverborn, then so be it. My war against the tyrants will continue bereft of a powerful ally. With a snort of contempt, Lilith spun on her heel and marched away. Her hulking guards fell into step behind her, shouldering their way insolently past the autumn nights. When the court was virtually empty, Titania turned again to Pandora. Your friend fears me, she said. Pandora shook her head. She fears what you represent for our people, Your Grace, but she does not fear you. She does not fear anyone. The Queen's empty gaze bored into the young Neverborn. Let her face the grave spirit before stating such a claim. Pandora returned the intense look undaunted. All in good time, Your Grace. The Queen laughed, a musical sound that spread smiles across all the listening Neverborn, and the moment was broken. You lighten my heart, child. It is my hope that one day we may be friends. 
Pandora giggled lightly and turned away. One thing at a time, your grace, she called over her shoulder as she vanished into the trees. A silence fell over the court as the queen mused over this confrontation. It could have gone better, but it also could have been far worse. The Neverborn were clearly no fools, and they had both strength and wisdom, but they were not openly hostile, despite claiming to know the truth of Nythera and the events that had befallen the Fae there. And some of them were still here. Many had left in the wake of their captains, but she sensed a residue beneath the canopy, crouched and waiting. Come forward, friends, she called out. You need not fear me. A few uncertain faces moved to the edge of the tree line. Bright, inquisitive eyes blinked at her from the shadows. Come forward, I say. I will not harm you. They began to drift closer, in small clumps of two and three. At her signal, her autumn nights parted soundlessly, opening a path to the base of the throne. Titania sensed a fledgling hope among them, a hope for salvation and a shield against the encroaching darkness. Ashlyn was suddenly there, the flensing knife in her hand as the Neverborn gathered before the throne of the Autumn Queen, before the Letting Stone. One by one, they began to kneel. That's it for another episode of the Breachside Broadcast. Join us next time for more Tales of Malifaux.